Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello. Welcome to Stratford Paddock. Oh, yeah, them too. Um, that's Jay. That's Joe. Who are you? All right. You're Stephen House, not I you, to be clear. Man who needs no introduction. Today, well, I, well, I tried. Sort your time, so I jumped in there. I needed an introduction. Um, just on a podcast with Rio. Mm-hmm. Check you. Well, I know you've been like that for because I'm jealous. The quotes from yeah, it. but I am jealous. I'm not allowed to be jealous. Okay, um, so just on a podcast with Rio, me and um, Cheek Sport Joel doing one every single Monday now, and you can check that out on Five uh, Rio's channel. Um, but they have said we can use some of the clips um, today on this. Um, so that's what we're doing. Mm. Now, he had quite a lot to say on a lot of things. Talking about Ronaldo, obviously breaking uh, that fraud's record. Um, <laughs> talk, that was my words, not his. Which Ronaldo? Uh, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo. Okay. <laughs> and which fraud? Pele. Right. <laughs> Let's make, it, make everything as clear as possible. For well, those. It, it, surely it is. I didn't know what you were on about. Really? I yeah. knew what he was on about because I know, I know his thoughts on, on actually. Pele. I was going to try and say his full name then and I realised I didn't know any of it. Edson Nassim, yeah, Anto, now you've, now you've the, it, yeah. or other. The, the, the fucking hell cares. Yeah. Mm. Uh, anyway. Anyway, so uh, big ups to Ronaldo for doing that. Mm-hmm. Hell of an achievement being, and as we mentioned, you know, going from being a guy that was a show pony with no end product to being the most end product ever. Mm. It's a pretty good achievement. When you put it like that. Yeah, it's not bad. <laughs> um, we spoke about Darren Fletcher becoming a part of the coaching staff at United, and I believe you've got more news on that that mm-hmm. I wasn't even aware of. Well, we, me and Joe were doing a bit of research, and it's the story's floating around. I think it stemmed from the Athletic, and it's been picked up elsewhere, that whilst Darren Fletcher's got a full-time job as part of the coaching staff, that Roy Keane and Ryan Giggs are sort of involved loosely in... They've had an invite from Oli to come in to the Carrington and have a chat to some mm. of the, the squad and the younger players... So I don't know how hands-on that is. I don't know if it's almost like... Oh, I'm hands-on to hearing about it. Yeah, I know. But, oh. yeah. I mean, I'm a little bit... <laughs> Roy Keane. I know, I love Roy Keane. I'm a little bit scared for some mm. of them. <laughs> don't let your standards slip, that's all I can say. Um, but it's good news. Don't let them news. slip. 
times them by 10 and then apologize that they're not high enough. Yeah, but it's it sounds like a, a good move to have the most successful football in history of football. And the most successful captain. And the, the most successful captain. Standards, absolute psychopathic tendencies. Um, and Ooh. since the transfer window is opened, Jack Grealish, of course, who was seen on the title on the thumbnail. Yeah, Rio so... Ferdinand had a lot to say about that as well, didn't he? Shall we roll VT rather than just explaining what happened? You know what? Yeah, enough of this flirtation. Roll VT. In 48 hours, we were going to Australia on tour with Leeds um, for a pre-season tour. I thought, I'm not going. I, I, I need to put my foot down. I want to go to Man United. The club needs to sell me because of the financial situation. What can I do? I went down to the, to the ground where the, Mr. Ridsdale's office was and sat in his reception, spoke to his PA and said, listen, can you get Mr. Ridsdale here? I need to speak to him about my transfer. They've got to accept it. They've been offered a, a, a humongous amount of money for a centre-back. Just accept it. I need to go. I must have sat there for a few hours, four or five hours. He was playing a game like he weren't going to come and I was <laughs> getting the lady to ring him and say, listen, I'm not leaving. I'm sitting here. I ain't going nowhere until you come and see me. I want to go. I'm not I'm not going to get on that plane. I'm not going to, to the tour. Um, and that's it. And I think some players have to do that in, in situations. And I mean, you look at someone like Jack Grealish. Um, does he need to push to get out? Probably I suggest he probably does now. And that's the situation that he'll be in. And if, if, if I'm Jack Grealish, I have to be honest, if I am Jack Grealish and a Man United, a Liverpool, a City, a Chelsea, someone like that want me, I walk into that office, whoever makes the decisions, and I'm asking to leave. Mint. Mm. Very, very, very interesting mm. in terms of, never really heard that about the Rio transfer, about how he forced his way out the door. Um, but more importantly, mm. bit of a call to arms to Jack Grealish to start... Excuse me, Mr. Chairman. Yeah. Like a word, please. Do you reckon any chance of that? I don't know. It's, it's weird, isn't it? Because obviously Rio is slightly different in, in the sense that he didn't have any affiliation with Leeds. Like, he wasn't a Leeds fan. He wasn't a, you know, it was it was more or less a job to him to go there, wasn't it? They offered a bigger transfer, the fee that West Ham were happy to take. I think well, he actually speaks about, yeah. on the podcast, uh, I think we're putting it out at five, if you want to, on five, if you want to check that out. But he actually talks about that. So I was like, how did the West Ham transfer come about? He goes, basically, phone me up when West Ham have absolutely blown us out of the water with a fee. Get your ass up the motorway, son. Right, Get yeah. out of here. This is when Leeds were like, Ridsdale couldn't yeah. spend money quick enough. About on 12 months before they sold him, yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you know, Rio coming out and saying stuff like that, that's a pretty, like I said, call to arms direct. But is it right? Because he said, taking, you know, I here's know what this you kid. should do. I've had him yeah. in the restaurant. He knows I him. think he should do this. I don't think they say things like this in the public for a soundbite. You know, no. I, I wonder if this is setting a breadcrumb trail out. Do you, do you know what, though? Rio must know as well. He must look at it and he knows the benefits of moving to a club like United. I mean, despite the fact we all hate Leeds, it's a big club. Mm. But going to United was a big Especially move. then, like you said, yeah. Leeds were Champions League. Yeah, team so, then, you know, and no disrespect to Grealish, but United are in a title challenge. We can get into whether that's, you know, <laughs> another day. I know your thoughts, but well, it's the case. So you know, uh, he's not going. He's got a better chance of winning trophies at United. Look, I don't think it's being than, disrespectful than, than, to Villa yeah. to say moving at United. Yeah, is a bigger it's a bigger move, move it's isn't it? Not. He's going to be playing alongside like Fernandez and Rashford and players like that. His career, you think, will blossom more with a move to United. So yes, why he'll have some loyalties. It makes sense. Where and else? Also, he, where else can he go? Well, yeah, exactly. You know, unless I don't know, a Chelsea maybe or City. City. 
I think he could fit in City's system. City, quite well. City's not a bad shot. Very good on the ball, creative, mm. can get, you know, break through the lines, and his crosses into the box. I think he's better than Sterling. De Bruyne esque almost. Some of the the ones we saw would against Villa. Him? Where would they just play? Just chipping him? it onto, uh, what's he called? Thing his head for fun. Where do you play him in City and where do you play him in United? Because I think, mm. for starters, it's two different positions, mm-hmm. entirely different positions, even if it might, on paper, look very similar. Yeah. But where do you play him? I think for United, he would, he would play on the right hand side. On the or, right? Or we may see an extension of, or not an extension, a furthering of what we've seen in the in recent weeks when Cavani and Martial have been fit. Rashford on the right, Grealish on the left. But the problem is, are we again, and my only issue with Grealish, and the more I see him play, the more I think I want him at, my, at Man United. I want him to be playing for my team. Is it a shiny thing? Is it a shiny thing that doesn't really fit? It doesn't really make sense. Like, there's a lot of emphasis certainly in other sports where something you know, like basketball is a big one but there's only five players on the court at once so it's a, you have to be a bit more specific where you can have five or six players who will average 20 plus points a game but that doesn't win you trophies because you need a really good defender someone who can shoot three point shots you need someone who's good from the free throw line you can't just have Jack Grealish is really good get him uh, you know Bruno's really good get him Sancho's really good get him you have to get the person that fits the whole in- Zidane and Beckham and Roberto Carlos and fucking Thomas Groverson. Mm. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, they did it back to front anyway because they did all that and let Makaleli go. Arguably, you know, a, a, just a, one of the most amazing midfielders who actually created his own role in football, Which the Makaleli role. Gravison to do. Yeah, and it was just like utter madness. Do you know what I mean? Carl, can you just turn these down a little bit, please? So, Thank you. I get where you're coming from. Um, but there's two things I'd say with Grealish. A, he seems to me he's not sort of pigeonholed in one mm. position specifically. B, well, it's actually three things. B, there's going to be a Paul Pogba-shaped hole in the squad in the and summer. D. And <laughs> Yeah, and well, three. Donny van der Beek? But, yeah, all right. Donny van der Beek would be an option. Is he as good as Paul, um, Jack Grealish? No, mm. I don't think he is. And I think it is a squad game and he will get minutes and he will get, you know used like he has been this season, not as much as he wants to be. But I don't think necessarily that Paul Popper leaving means that Donny van der Beek should be the, his replacement. I think we should still bring in a midfielder. And I think Jack Grealish would be the perfect one for that. Mm. And also, the third thing I'd say is, sometimes when a talent becomes available, you get him. You know, Berbatov become available, sort of. But well, we already had Tevez and Rune. When we signed our VP, we had four centre-forwards. We had uh, Welbeck, Chico, um, Rooney and the Burb. Mm. And was like, I want Van Persie, I want more goals. And and that will need you, that wins you the title. You know, you can easily go, well, let's not get him. Where does he fit in? Shut up. Yeah, it's like, he's that good. that He's also extremely different in terms of um, playing style to Bruno as well. Bruno's very much a spread it around guy, quite a low percentage on his passing because he's always trying the sort of ball we saw for Rashford against Aston Villa, which is... A mad idea to try. And you, you know, if you try 10 of them a game, two are coming off at best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You no, know, he's not the sort of guy that you're going to get 100% passes out of. He's mm. not that Jorginho, even Michael Carrick sort of like, just give me and I'm making five yard passes, but hundreds of them. He's not about that. He's about the, the killer ball. And you've got to expect that you're going to have a low percentage of that. Jack Grealish is different. He dribbles it into those positions and then offloads it with a, a short pass or something like that. And I think because they're so different, mm. I think that offers, like, imagine you swarm around Bruno as a defence. He's just spotted Jack Grealish free. 
Oh shit, Jack Grealish is 1v1. Well, like we saw f- against United on the left-hand side it's when Mbappé left it. Yeah. It's not a fair fight, 1v1 with Jack Grealish. All right, okay, so you're going to double up on Jack Grealish and you're going to double up on Bruno. Marcus Rashford's now free. Mm-hmm. That's a fucking nightmare, yeah. isn't it? It's like, this is what Manchester City had a couple of years ago. I'm going to mark Sterling. Cool, Aguero's just tapped it in. All right, well, I'll mark Sterling, I'm going to mark Aguero. All right, De Bruyne's just done you. Fucking hell, right. Well, Mark Sterling, we'll Mark De Bruyne, we'll Mark Aguero. All right, cool. Uh, Bernardo Silva's just popped up. <laughs> For sake. Yeah. Because we know that was almost exactly it, wasn't it? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So you want those options. You want to have, you know, three or four match winners. Mm. And he's a match winner. Yeah. You know, the great United teams have had that. Whether that was 99, whether it was 94. You've 91. had 91. He's enough of a match course, winner well to keep Villa up, you know, almost single-handedly last season. Oh, yeah. That was for a team that couldn't, could barely score goals, couldn't stop conceding goals. And then now, you know, right. they've, they've pushed on massively from that. He's created only... I think he might have, Has he created the most the chances most, in the yeah, season? Yeah, I think it's 51 or something stupid. Right. I can't remember the so, I think it's ridiculous. The next one in the Aston Villa team is Ollie Watkins with 60. Mm. Well, you I saw really it. like 57 or something. You saw it the other night at Old Trafford. Watkins should score. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Come on. I mean, no, you know, he gets his header on Saturday. And I think but, we did attempt to double up on him a little bit. Yeah. So, like I said, we've seen it ourselves. Sometimes a player looks great as the big fish mm. in a small pond. Sometimes that big fish, when it comes to a big pond, looks even better mm. because, oh, like brilliant. we said, Joe, someone's dealing with him, someone's dealing with him, and you've weirdly playing for a bigger club with more pressure on you. You've actually got more room and more time, and also you've got people who are finding you in space with better passing, so you can be found more often. Less you've got players in front options. of you making runs that are better. You've got players who, when you put the ball in, they head it in instead of missing three or four chances. I think Ollie Watkins has missed some of the most clear chances of anyone yeah. in the league this season. And, you know, no offense to Ollie Watkins, he's better than what they had, but he's not Cavani and Marshall, is he? Mm. You know, I don't think anyone's trying to say this. And also, another thing I've, I've seen a little bit is, are United even interested in him? <laughs> well, you know with some certainty that United have been interested in him in the past, They you? were. Yeah, they absolutely were. And When was this? Talk us through it. Uh, what, what you can. It was a year ago. Yeah. It was a year ago. There was an agent that I know, and he was like, Grealish is United's number one target. And I was like, okay. Last January. Yeah, it was last January. Yeah. It might have been December, but it was, it was a year ago. And it was like, United are interested in Grealish. He's their number one target. I was like, that is a hell of a call. Mm. Now, obviously, we signed Bruno at that time. So was we in for him at the same time as Bruno? Well, it didn't go away in the summer. We signed Bruno, the interest was still there, which tells me that there's something afoot. Now, then we signed Donny van der Beek. Mm. Was Donny van der Beek choice number two? I haven't had the update on that. I know for a fact we were in for him. We didn't get him in two windows. Does that mean that we're now no longer interested in him because we signed two players who are not the same? But mm. let's be honest, could fulfil a similar yeah. sort of role in a squad. Jack Grealish is closer to Bruno and Donny than he is, you know, a Thomas Party or a Jaden Sancho or, you know, a right-back that we seem yeah. to be interested in. He certainly occupies and has similar characteristics and, to and those positions two more than, those two yeah. more than others, yeah. The, the crack seemed to be um, United was supposedly waiting to see whether Villa stayed up or went down. If they stayed up, it was going to be big dough which is obviously what ended up happening. Mm. If they went down, we thought we could get him for like 40 million, which I think all of us would agree is an absolute bargain. Now, I think because of the price of Bruno being like, did we steal him? I know, we were talking about this today. How the hell did we get him for 40 million? Don't know. Now, when you go and speak to anybody and you go, I'd like your player, and you go, 80 million, you go, you want twice what we paid for Bruno. Mm. Have you seen Bruno? Yeah, great, great negotiation tactic for United if we've even attempted it. But when you buy from the Premier League, mm-hmm. 
everyone's loaded. What do you do? Yeah. Villa so, have got more money than Sporting Lisbon, most likely. Yeah. Villa um, aren't skin, are they? No. They've got a, a bit it's of money. There's not many skin Premier League clubs. That's no. the top and bottom of it. Yeah, you're you know, right. You want to get someone out of Everton? She used to be a piece of piss. <laughs> now they're just like, yeah, 100 mil. Mm. Sorry, what? Mm. 100 mil. Yeah. I don't need to sell to you. Well, even they, they've blasted the cash massively over the last 10 years, haven't they? They're like spending the fourth amount. Like, yeah. They're getting big names for big money now because yeah. they've got money. Like, like you said, no one, no one in the Premier League, other than the teams who have just come up who've never been in the Premier League before, no one needs to sell their players anymore. Certainly not for any less than 50, 60 million, even for you know, a, What's a, the a point? fringe, te- yeah. fringe first-team player. To replace him, I've got to go to another Premier League team and get some... That's, know, the, get absolutely that's the issue, isn't it? And you're not going to replace Jack Grealish if you're Aston Villa for anything, you know, you, you, the option there or the, the, the logic there would be to buy two or three players. Yeah. So you need at least 60, 70 million. Exactly, yeah. So yeah, you, can't even, you yeah. can't even work your way around in terms of getting him in a bargain. Now, maybe that's the crack. Maybe he's got to come out and say, I want out of here to take 10, 15 million off the price. Hard to do that you buy a club though. As Rio said there, sometimes it takes, you know, you going in saying, I want to speak to the chairman. I'm not, I'm not playing again until you sell me. Now that relies on United making a concrete offer. That relies on Rio in this instance, and we'll, I'm sure we'll play the clip again in a few minutes uh, for those who didn't see it. But that relies on Rio in this instance, knowing that the club need to sell, knowing uh, that the offer is of a value that really this offer makes sense. And it's 30 legit. million at the time what was a, a, a world record thing. for a defender, wasn't yeah. it? What if it's a Maratta situation? Because Maratta went in mm. to go and force that move to United, thought he'd done it, and United was like, he was our second choice. We got Lukaku. Yeah. That's, that's so shocking. Got, this that, is yeah. why you think, unless you know for a fact, and most of the time, you don't know for a fact. Yeah. It's, it's a whole shell game. It's a whole game of poker between players and agents. They're going to sit down. They're not going to tell you, right, listen, keep it under your heart. You're our second choice <laughs> if we don't get Sancho. Because you're going to go, do one. Mm. You're only going to want to go somewhere that tells you you're, we're going to build an entire project around you. You're like, I'm 38. Mm. <laughs> yeah, but that's but what Zlatan, you want to The manager likes you. But that's what you want to hear as yeah. a player. That's what your agent wants to hear. And you're not going to come to a club that sells you anything other than that you are the man kind of dream, especially mm. a club like United. So it's a massive poker game for you to go, all right, I believe what they're saying because they're all at it. Now, United might not go all in on you when they're trying to sign you because they might have heard you're talking to Barcelona as well or Paris or someone like that. So you know, players are playing clubs off against each other. Um, clubs are playing players off against each other. It's very easy for people sitting at home to go, yeah, just walk in, knock on the door and go, get me out of here. But the egg on your face, Murata style, or the, the dye on your hair, when you think that it's all happening and it done, and you end up at Chelsea wounded. They're old. Like, it's a, it's a lot to recover from. It's, like, it, is, it is a massive risk. Um, but it can pay off being look at Dwight York. He did exactly the same thing at exactly the same club to come in. Remember John Gregory said if he had a gun, I'd have shot him. Yeah. Um, but he knew the offer was there. He knew Fergie wanted him. He knew the offer was a, a decent one. Um, he knew Villa didn't really want to sell him, but he wanted to move. And he got his move and won the treble. Is this where a manager really has to intervene? Forget the agents. Let's come and... Because didn't he, didn't he meet... No, it wasn't him. It was I think it was Stam when he was selling him. I think he told him at a petrol station. Nice. Like, but there's there's all sorts of mad things you know, managers do, and I think maybe that's the job of the manager is to go listen. No games. I want you. Yeah. And I, you know, you're going to come here and you're going to be my X Y Z. And I think if you get that, and I think at the time, uh, Fergie could have said that to Rio. You know, he he never really mentioned 
what the ins and outs of it was, but it wouldn't have shocked me if he'd have said to Rio, listen, you're the number one target. This is on. Yeah. I mean, that's as a player, that's what you you want to hear, don't you? You want to know. Because if you're going to take that chance, like you said, the Murat situation, you're going to sort of upset everyone by saying publicly you want to go. And then it turns out yeah, that the offer isn't a concrete one or United having matched the, the, the expectation. Put the boot on the other foot. What if De Gea had come out and been like, get me to fuck. I want to go to Madrid. I'm sick of this weather. Mm. This fucking food's wank. Like, blah, blah, bloody blah. And then it doesn't go through on deadline day because of the password encrypted file. And then you've got to turn up at training the next day. Let alone facing the fans. you just got to face the 30 guys in the changing room the next day. I bet it must happen sometimes, though, that. Oh, yeah. Where players go... Fuck you, I'm out. Yeah, actually, you're not. See you Monday. And then they're like, oh, I'll see you Monday then. I was, I was only messing. I, want, I was happy. I'm well happy to stay, mate. I was messing about the whole time. Yeah. But yeah, that must happen sometimes. And I guess as, as professionals or as people who understand the industry that they're in and how it can be as, as, as simple, or not as simple, but as almost like throwing your toys out the pram to force the move, because agents do it. We've, we've seen Rayola doing the agent equivalent of that, which is, my play's leaving. Ollie should talk a bit more about winning titles than about me. Like, all that Mardi-ass bullshit. So everyone does it. And, you, and I guess there must have been a point in football where you have to be able to show your face and, and stick your chest out after you've just, you know, throw your toys out the pram two days earlier and go, part of the game, innit, lads? And I guess part of the, some of that transition of, you know, it's not everyone, we fight for this team, we're in it no matter what is probably the sort of thing that the likes of Roy Keane and that kind of thing aren't necessarily the biggest fans of, of like, I have to go, come in and say, remember how I said, I'll, I'll leave and I'll never play again if you don't sell me. And now the transfer window's closed. I'll play again, don't worry about that. Like, th- that must happen quite regularly. I think Roy Keane threw his head, he's out in the prime in 2000 now. Did he? Well, there you um, go. For a new contract. But I don't think that was ever mm. a case of sell me. No, and to be fair, Roy Keane, and I'm not just saying this because I love the guy, but, he wasn't asking for... What he was asking for in relative terms was fair, I felt. Yes, it was a lot of money, but he was worth it. Mm. And he could have got more elsewhere. Yeah. So he could have gone to Juventus or wherever. It was a similar thing to Brian Robson. Brian Robson got a seven-year deal <laughs> at United. Because he basically... For an injury-prone player. And a, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. It was worth it. It was worth well, it. Well, you know, it was one of those where AC Milan, I think, wanted him. And United said, we'll sell him. We'll sell you as long as they match what Napoli have paid for Maradona. Because mm. Maradona's not quite as good as you. And um, and that didn't happen. So he said, right, I'll stay, but I want a long-term deal so my family is secure. And the club were like, right. Keane wanted, I think, 50k a year at a time. A, a week, week, sorry, a year. It's not that old. <laughs> um, but what, what I think was the real thing where the club sort of sort of pissed was they put a statement out, do you remember? And we all got like a, a yeah. newsletter saying, season ticket prices are going up because we've had to give our captain a new contract. And Keane always went berserk over that because it was like, let's have it right. That's not the reason these prices are going up. And he was mm. right to kick off. So in terms of transfers then, generally this summer, and we'll, again, we'll play that clip from Rio Ferdinand again in just a minute for those of you who haven't seen it. Um, are you expecting the likes of a Grealish or, not necessarily Sancho, we'll talk a bit about Sancho in a minute as well because the quotes that have come out from the uh, one of the chiefs of, of Dortmund about him. But do you think that there's potential where United go, here's what we need to win the league this year, let's do it now? Or do you think we're still on this, what was it, two or three year plan about eight, about, you know, 12 months ago where we want to win the league next season or the season after? Or do you think they've gone, hang on a sec, we're, we're equal top of the league here. If we get the right signings, cover the right places, we might be able to do it now. I would hope so. And as fans, we would all hope that that's the case, that you push when you have the opportunities. Mm. There's an open door there. Can we ram ourselves through it? Or can we bottle it and 
and try and stick to a, a more long-term plan, which is obviously no guarantee of success anyway. You know, even yeah. gambling and going for it, it's called a gamble. But I would rather us gamble and go for it and have a real good effort or a real good try at going for it this year. While you've got everything going on in the world with a pandemic, while you've got topsy-turviness at all sorts of other clubs, City aren't quite at the races, no. Chelsea are all over the bleeding show, Liverpool aren't as infallible as they have been. If you give Liverpool another transfer window, because I believe they're signing people this month, if you give them a transfer window, they might sort themselves. And if you give them another transfer mm. in the summer, they might be back and, up to full speed. And they'll have Van Dijk back. Mm. They're dead. You're back as well. I know. Yeah. Uh, Thiago's already back. So they've had a bit of a time bit of injuries. Um, so you're right. I get where you're coming from, mate. Um, you know, gamble. Gamble. Uh, a couple of super chats uh, before we move on. Peter Kelly says, so we signed Grealish in the summer to help get 22. I like that. Mm. See, planning well, for the next them. title after this one. Um, and Rushav says, "Gonna be dead for it anyway." So. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I think <laughs> I was joining you. Um, Rushav says, "Just joined the channel and wanted to say how much I love mm. y'all and what you do for far flung fans yeah. like myself." Do you know what? United are a global club, mm. and we are glad they are. And we appreciate all the support we get from our global fans. Um, we've been talking about Jack Grealish, um, and for those of you who missed it at the start. Uh, Stephen has been speaking to Rio Ferdinand on his podcast um, about what he thinks Jack Grealish should do to sort of make a move happen. Um, we've got a clip here uh, from, between Steve uh, and Rio that sort of illustrates what Rio had to do and what he thinks Jack Grealish should do to force a move. In 48 hours, we were going to Australia on tour with Leeds um, for a pre-season tour. I thought, I'm not going. I, I, I need to put my foot down. I want to go to Man United. The club needs to sell me because of the financial situation. What can I do? I went down to the, to the ground where the, Mr. Ridsdale's office was and sat in his reception, spoke to his PA and said, listen, can you get Mr. Ridsdale here? I need to speak to him about my transfer. They've got to accept it. They've been offered a, a, a humongous amount of money for a centre-back. Just accept it. I need to go. I must have sat there for a few hours, four or five hours, he was playing a game like he weren't going to come and I was <laughs> getting the, the lady to ring him and say, listen, I'm not leaving. I'm sitting here. I ain't going nowhere until you come and see me. I want to go. I'm not I'm not going to get on that plane. I'm not going to to the tour. Um, and that's it. And I think some players have to do that in and, and situations. And immediately you look at someone like Jack Grealish. Um, does he need to push to get out? Probably, I suggest he probably does now. And that's the situation that he'll be in. And if, if, if I'm Jack Grealish, I have to be honest, if I am Jack Grealish and a Man United, a Liverpool, a City, a Chelsea, someone like that want me, I walk into that office, whoever makes the decisions, and I'm asking to leave. Simple. So basically, boot off mm. is what he's saying. Uh, and if you want to check that out, five o'clock on five, F-I-V-E, uh, that's Rio's channel. Uh, me, Cheeks, Sport, Joel and Rio. Talk about that and more, reviewing everything that's happened at the weekend. Um, he also had a chat about Fletcher um, and his new role at the club. Um, and we'll show you that clip a, a little bit later on. We have got that clip, haven't we? Yeah. Yes, I think we So we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later on. But um, there's another transfer we're going to talk about, I believe. Jay? I don't know if you've heard of this guy. Mm. Jason Sanchez. You have. I'm surprised, mate. Jason Sanchez. This shows you why you're the go-to guy for transfers, yeah. Some young kid <laughs> from... Um, He's German, isn't he? He's German. German. He's from that Jason there. Sanchez. He's from, uh, yeah, he's from Watford via uh, Dortmund. From Borussia part of Germany. Borussia, yeah, that's it. The Borussia part, my it's favourite like part. Motorway. It's up mm. there um, with the uh, the Bayerns of this world. Um, yeah, 
He's not been having the greatest season mm. in terms of the high standards he set last season. In the league. In the league. Um, I think he scored his first goal in the Bundesliga this weekend. You see the miss you had? <sighs> Mate, come on, it happens to the best of us. Um, I did it in five a side of weeks, so right, I'm not, I'm not going to judge. Mm. Um, but yeah, if you look there, you can see a graphic there. Um, this season, 12 Bundesliga appearances, one goal, five assists. And I think if you've got a graphic from last yes. season... Last season, 32 Bundesliga appearances, 17 goals, 17 assists. That's all right, there. He's, he's registering over a goal involvement That's like game, Bruno now it's, Fernandez numbers, isn't it? Yeah, now it's 0.5 goal involvement per game. Well, so he's, he's basically halved his, his output in terms of direct goal contributions. So um, the, the point, well, sorry, the no, point being that on. uh, one of the uh, chief execs at... Is this Vatska? Yes, it is. Um, Jaden Sancho's... Well, they, they put, they've put this down to the failed move to Manchester United. <gasps> so, according to the Independent, Jaden Sancho's recent struggles on the pitch are due to a move to Manchester United failing to materialise, and that's according to Borussia Dortmund CEO, so he might know, Hans Joachim Vatska. Vatska. Ah, that's why I said this morning, but I'm probably wrong. Um, Man United uh, Executive Vice Chairman Edward Bolt at the German club's 108 million asking price last summer after months of negotiations, and Vatska believes that Sancho <laughs> has lost his creativity for the Bundesliga... Uh, Giants and has become a tenth of a second slower. Which, uh, how do you quantify that in terms of putting that out as a Simon? Can I just but, say that? Also, the, go the, on, sorry, go the on. key point here is he said subconsciously Jaden had probably prepared for a little change. Uh, I think uh, he had at least thought so much about it uh, that he'd lost his ease, which I assume he means he's bottled it. Uh, I've also uh, I found him trying very hard for weeks. The biggest difference is that he used to not think about his next ball action. Now he thinks about it, and the tenth of a second he misses is often the exact one uh, in which the opponent is already on his feet. Basically, what he's saying is he was distracted and is distracted by the lack of uh, this move to Manchester United, and that's what's put him off, which says a couple of things. First of all, that he wanted to move to United. He was ready to move to United, which we, we knew. Yeah. And second of all, they are sort of admitting we've damaged the performance of this player by not letting him move. But, but, do you think they're sort of almost that's going... Like we may have lost the potential that, value. Of I think they should just season though. and see what happens. <laughs> that's rubbish, though. That go on. He's lost one tenth of a second. That's like Richard Key's maths. Mm. Oh yeah, sweaty out there. Well, you're just making that up. Mm. He's not lost one tenth of a second. He's just you're just pulling that out. Of your what head. if they've timed him though? Well, they haven't <laughs> have they? Like, do you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, they he's doing everything. They what, are tenth of a second. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like, oh, he's lost one tenth. He might, he might have had his head turned, and obviously his stats sort of point to that, but. Dortmund themselves have just been mm. off the boil, haven't they? second? I'm not sure. Well, they just sat the, the, I think they're they, second. They sat the manager, didn't they? It's not, it doesn't usually say that you know things are going I great. Think I, I'm going to check because there's a good chance I'm yeah, wrong here. But I think they're second to, um, to, to RB Leipzig. Remember them? Mm, um, I do remember them. In the old league. Can um, we check that so you don't have to? I'm doing well, it. He's on it now. On it. Um, Jay then. <laughs> With it, with him coming out and saying that, it's quite unique, really. You don't often see a manager or a, a, someone, a chief, a CEO, sorry, of a club coming out and saying, he's been Fourth. a bit shit this year. Sorry, where are they? Fourth point. Well, I'm sure they were second at one point. No, they were down year. at six, weren't they, when they sat in the manager? Yeah. So that's what I mean, they're not having a great season. Yeah, and part of that is because their most creative player isn't particularly playing very well. And the fact that he's come out and attributed that to... His head's turned, basically, is what he said. Well, I'm not disputing his head's turned. I just think though, those figures are just made for, up. Yeah, the figures are conjecture and they're part of his opinion on the matter. Yeah. But the fact that he's willing to say, you know, it's because he's had his head turned, I reckon there must have been some behind-the-scenes conversations, arguments, something. Because otherwise you'd go, yeah, it's not been his best start. Who knows? You know, it's nothing to do with that. They were relentless, though, weren't they, in the summer? There. Like, was it Rotsko? Was it, was it, was it Zork? Zork. Yeah, they, they wouldn't shut like, up. But they were only saying, he ain't for sale. No, but it was like... <laughs> 
You know, you know. That's our price. That's our price. And United keep going. United want it. How about 70 yeah. million? And they're going, price 108. And they're going, they're what also, about 70 million? <laughs> there were also rumours, weren't they, um, that came out from uh, Fabrizio Romano last week saying United had offered 90 million pounds, which was the fee that they'd spoken about with Dortmund. And then they offered it and Dortmund went, nah, 110. Like, there's a suggestion here that Dortmund sort of pulled the rug out from underneath United on this transfer. And do you think now they're regretting it a little bit? Because, Dortmund like, should be. They, you know, if he, was to, if, if he continues on a season like this, which is still, let's be honest, pretty decent. You know, five assists in 12 games, not bad. It's an all right season. Yeah, it's if he has, goes on to have another right, yeah. all right season, they ain't going to get 120 million for him next time either, are they? Well, they're not anyway, because his contract's got a year less on it. Exactly. So that, well, all of these things I mean? in there. Like... They couldn't get it when he was at his, not at his peak in terms of his playing peak, but his peak in terms of his financial, you know, sellable peak. Would it be United now to and go now back and offer 90 million now when he's probably not deserving of a 90 mm. million pound move? It worries me a little bit as well, because even 90 million, I think, and I'm going to get pearls for this because everyone loves Jaden Sancho and I love seeing United shirt, still a massive gamble. And that's still yeah. like, what is that? Well, a British... spent 46 on Bruno. Find more players like that. Yeah. And, and get 10 like, of them. And let's 90 million. And okay, this kid's been tearing it up in Germany and I think he would be a talent. I think he could meet United and he'd do well, but it's still a risk. Mm. And he's still unproven. I know he's been in the Premier League. What was City? Did he even play? Don't think he did. No. So it's still a, a gamble, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's like 90 million quid gamble. This isn't Henrik Mkhitaryan or Kagawa where it's like 30, yeah, 25 minutes. minutes. Yeah. Which, and oh, let, the price of both of them two was sensational. Let's yeah. not forget Her- Henrik Mkhitaryan and Shinji Kagawa were posting similar numbers to what Jack Grealish, uh, not Jack Grealish, sorry, uh, Jaden Sancho did last season. It's not uh, worlds apart in terms of That's what I mean. And Havertz did. Yeah. yeah. So it is a gamble. And for 90 million quid, and listen, the Glazers have bled this club dry. I'm not sort of saying, oh, they shouldn't spend the money. Yes, they should. But you can still think that and think we need to be careful about how we spend 90 yeah. million quid. Because 90 million quid on a player that's never kicked a ball in the Premier League mm-hmm. or as barely if he has and has had a bit of a average season this season is a risk. And, and I don't yeah. know whether that's a risk we should be taking. No, and also we don't know. I mean, I have my, my suspicions that he'd be fine. I, I know half of the reasons why he wants to come back to United. In fact, that's my forward line for Paddock FC is one of the reasons he wants to come back for these lot is... That's his friendship group. Mm. That's literally all his mates. You know, top yeah. and bottom of it, it is. Yeah. You know, that's, that. um, I'm pretty sure he's just wounded about I not think... seeing some of the sensational champagne football played by the boys. Forget about that. I think the suggestion <laughs> is as well. Don't the, argue with him. the assumption is that he isn't <laughs> going to be playing in Germany till he's 35. He, no. The, Pete, a lot of you know the general wisdom seems to be that he is coming back to England at some point. Yeah. When and with uh, and for who is the question? We've got a super chat from Peter Kelly. Um, he's sort of combined both of our talking points so far. He said, "Do you think it's Grealish or Sancho, or do you think we can sign both?" Oof, I think Grealish is Pogba's Jesus. replacement, and Sancho is the right winger that we need. We were talking a bit before, weren't we, about mil. what do we need yeah. or what do we want out of the two. Which one of those is more of an important sign if United? Assuming they're both around, let's say, 80 million. In all honesty, it's a right winger. Because we see when you have balance across the forward three, we attack with, we just attack so much better. You can throw mediocre players in the middle when you've got the right sort of shape. I mean, look at City the other night against Chelsea. That was the worst City 11 that I've seen in ages. Mm. And they played fantastic because Dominated. everybody knew their role. I think United are so left-side-centric in this team, adding another left-side-centric player without adding someone on that right-hand side is just going to make us very easy to defend against because we just live in that left-hand channel. So I would say, as much as everyone probably doesn't want to hear the truth, 
it probably is a right winger. It might not mm. necessarily be Sancho or Jason Sanchez. It might be another right-sided player. My worry is United went, well, instead of spending 90 million on him, mm. let's go and get a couple a couple of risky ones that Teenagers. might not make it. Palestri, Diallo, buying two players, similar age group, similar profile. Similar I think that's position. United, well, identical position. I think that's United saying, let's play a bit of poker. Let's yeah. see what's out there. Let's mm. roll the dice on these two. Which makes me think, even though I don't necessarily think either of them make the first team this year, not consistently at least, no. I think that's United saying, we'll park right wing for a year mm. and we'll, we'll we'll come back into that in a we'll year and we'll see if any of these two look like they're of the required standard and if they're not, we'll go and buy and if they are, we just saved ourselves 50 mil. But again though, doesn't that come back to a little bit of that may have been the plan in the summer? Well, now we're 17 games into the season and we're level top. Does that plan have to get accelerated or sort of truncated down to the point where we're going, we wanted to sign a right winger in the summer if we needed one. Now, you know, we've got uh, Diallo coming in and we can see what impact he makes. He's, he's played about 100, 100 minutes for Atalanta this season. Yeah. Do we now go, forget that plan. If we want to be winning a title or a trophy this season, we have to do it now. Who's paying yeah. for this job? I mean, the, the, on, the only... Well, well you know, so they're not, then. Yeah, it's our, well, it's I mean, our money, yeah. but I know where you're coming from. Uh, I think yeah, the only, they the are on, the one writing the, 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 the only thing there is, if the only way that maybe could happen, is if... I think this might... You can correct me if I'm wrong, Steve. Might be a case what happened a little bit with Bruno, is you dip into your future budget, if mm. you're Ollie. You say, okay, I had mm. this money for the summer. Give me some of it now in January. Yeah. And... But I don't Mom, think can I have my pocket money early. Got, um, yeah, no, but I know that's. I'm yeah. not. I'm no. I'm just saying that's the only way I can see that happening. Mum, can Sorry? I have some of my Christmas Sorry, present? Early? I don't can think I we've got the now? budget to do it. Right. Do you not? I think. Yeah, I think we've used some of our future budget on. For, we paid forty million for Diallo. Mm. You paid Bruno money for a kid who's played three quarters of an hour. Yeah. So I don't think that. I mean, that's legit money, man. Yeah, yeah. The, I mean, as much as I would, you know, the Glazers took a billion and a half out of the club. Mm. Do I think they should? empty their bank accounts and buy me everything. Yes, I do. Yeah. But are they? No, no. they're fucking not. And also you the last 15 years tells me that. And, and yeah, we know we know roughly the spending patterns of the Glazers and we know roughly that, that Woodward will say uh, in his financial meeting every quarter, he will say, we have invested uh, in a way that is comparable with other top clubs in the, in the country and in the world. And to be honest, they have. That's not to say we didn't have a lot more money. We could have spent if we'd have wanted to, but they've got their built-in excuse of, well, look, we spent 40 on this, yeah. 60 on this. We've Don't spent tell me we're the biggest the club in the world with the, with, who makes the most money and yeah. then say that we act like fucking whoever. Yeah, Everton. <laughs> yeah, cool. Yeah, exactly. If you want to be Billy Big Bollocks... Buy a fucking Stetson and be Billy Big mm. Bollocks. Don't just, yo, don't tell us how much money we're making and then we go, well, we just spent what everyone else spent. Well, yeah. are we United or are we fucking, yeah, like I said, Everton? Yeah. Um, interesting enough in the comments is looking at the sort of general approach to both Grealish and Sancho. One thing from the from the summer that we, we used to remark on quite a lot is the general consensus with Sancho was don't care how much, not our money, pay it. Whereas now there seems to be a lot more reservation of he's not worth this, Grealish is better, do this instead. And maybe that's a little recency bias or a lot of recency bias. But do you think it's recency bias or do you think we've seen a little bit more from both of them to get a better sort of picture of who they both are, Grealish and Sancho as a player? There's no way Sancho's not returning to the level of performance that he's had, mm. unless there's an injury that we're not aware of. Because that's typically the only reason why this sort of thing happens um, over a longer period. You know, mm. six months is nothing. 
Especially, you know, there's a pandemic. We don't know what's happened in his personal life over this time. His bird dumped him because she thought he was going back to England. Like, those sorts of things can have a proper tangible effect on what you do on a football pitch. Mm-hmm. And everyone would like to say, well, he's paid 200 grand a week, so that should just mean that you don't have emotions anymore. But it's, it's, not, it. it's not it the case. Even if you think that, experience tells you that isn't true. Mm-hmm. That when people are having a tough time, they do turn up for training late. They do argue with the manager a bit more. They do, you know, put a late tackle in in training that pisses someone else off who... All that sort of thing. That happens all the time. Mm-hmm. And as much as, like I said, 200 grand a week should mean you turn up every time, mm-hmm. you sprint as hard as you can... It doesn't work like that. No. You also got to think as well is Dortmund have invested heavily into Erling Haaland, who's yeah. an absolute superstar in the making. They've invested heavily into Bellingham. Yeah. You know, they've not just invested into Bruno, uh, into Sancho. So when Sancho turned up, he was the shiny thing. Play everything through him. Like I said, they've gone through different managers. Mm. Maybe a, a different manager's gone, well, I don't think Sancho's the focal point of my team anymore. I don't think we're enabling him to do all the goals and assists that he, he has previously, I want to go through Haaland. And that can affect the output of another player when you focus on, you know, who's taking the penalties now? Mm. Well, he is now, not you. You know, who's, who's taking the free kicks now? Like, little things like that. I'm not necessarily all saying that they all affect attitude, but sometimes it can affect output. Mm. You know, I, I, I did catch a little bit of the game at weekend. He had a horrendous miss. He doesn't look like himself. Mm. Um, I think that would be fair to say but he's still an elite player. If you could get him for a sensible price, and sensible would probably be like 60 or 70 million, weirdly. If you could do that, I would love to see United go for it. Hmm. I don't think United sign anyone this month. Interesting. Hopefully we do. I mean, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. We've been linked with, again, some you know smaller signings in terms of fee. Who's the geezer from Ecuador? Casado. Casado, yeah. Seems, K- like, there's a, Casado, yeah. Yeah. seems uh, like there's a lot in that. Yeah, yeah. but again, he, well. that price is six million euros. Read this That's morning. It, yeah. So I mean, obviously there'll be add-ons. We all know that. Yeah. Well, we but paid Sanchez that much this year. Yeah, probably. So <laughs> that's that's almost it. Almost doesn't month, sorry, count. Month, month. Before we go on, we'll talk a little bit about you were saying before about Roy Keane and potentially a few others coming <sighs> to the training ground. We'll talk about that in just a minute. But before we do, uh, we're currently running our twelve days of paddock members only giveaway, where we're giving away one prize every single day for the twelve days of Christmas. Finally. The final day is almost here, Steve. On the 6th of January... When I get my PS5. We're I mean, going to be giving away a uh, Sony <laughs> PlayStation 5 um, to one of our members. All you have to do to be entered automatically into the draw is become a member. Click the join button uh, in uh, the description. You can join and win. Just under the video. Right up until it's drawn. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that'll be drawn Sweet. on the review for Manchester United against Manchester City in the Carabao Cup semi-final. It's it? a bit dangerous because we that's, might have to sit there and go, like, well United done, got Keith. slapped 4-0. Keith, you've won a PlayStation. <laughs> but if we have to do that we have to do that so if you want to be in with the chance of winning it and you also get uh, extra exclusive videos extra exclusive podcasts uh, and we're going to be doing a lot more members giveaways throughout the year if you want to be in a chance of winning that uh, and you've only got a couple of days left join and become a member um right let's move on then let's talk a little bit about roy Keane and fletcher and some other players coming in and having a little chat with the players do you think this is a pep talk or do you think this is a kick what up did the arse who's roy Keane talking go to? on talk us well through it, Jake. there was there was there's articles today i think it was the athletic it stemmed from and right. the other there's papers a wide up. ranging of but, but let's play like right, right yeah but Who? but but for starters darren fletcher's joined the coaching staff we know that united have tweeted it he's confirmed. on the he's confirmed he's on the staff then there was these sort of stories that Ollie's invited the likes of Keane and Giggs to come in and speak to some of the younger players in the squad. In the in the in the squad, so it's not they've joined the coaching staff or they you know they're part of the the the, the you know the 
the regular training sessions or anything like that. It's literally just come in and speak to some of the younger players. Mm. So it kind of makes sense because you've got, as you said, all that experience. You've got that level of expectation, professionalism, that reverence as well. You imagine the younger players will look up to the likes of Giggs and Keane and go, you know what, when they've got something to say, I'll listen to it. And mm. I'm guessing they didn't. I imagine they'd be like, what? It's a, is it a bit of a risky one, though, bringing Roy Keane in? Yeah. Because at the minute, we're all like driving down the road. Oh, we're doing quite well in the league. Doing, and then just roll the window down. Someone throws a lit cigarette in there in Roy Keane. No. And it's it, like driving an oil tanker. <laughs> and or someone a, throws a lit or a cigarette in jet there. Fuel, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then someone takes a flamethrower to it. Yeah. yeah. It could go, it could really heat it up or yeah. it could go tits up. Yeah. Um, Roy he, Keane's a psychopath. Like, he, let's have it right. Mm. I'm I getting, yeah, love on. the guy. Yeah. But he's not a full shilling. I'm guessing that Ollie, you know, will have had this sort of discussion with him and it's like, Roy, you know, don't kill anyone when you come in. I need to find out what age group he's yeah. talking to. Because you can imagine with the under nines, fucking get through him. <laughs> <laughs> fucking stand there looking at him. I don't care if he's your brother. You fucking get through <laughs> Fucking launch him. And you stare at him over dinner when you're eating your turkey Stop dinosaurs. crying and listen to what I've got to say to you. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, so I imagine it's going to be sort of, Almost like a sort of seminar thing, or not a seminar, but you know, like it's just a little talk, not like <laughs> Ted a full talk. But you know, no, but you know what I mean, like not like uh, a, uh, a full on knee. a full on coaching <laughs> session. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. a talk, just a talk. Why not though? Bring figure one of those little clickers. Figure for, one. Yeah. Fergie in his book said he always thought uh, Ryan Giggs had the temperament and technical knowledge and respect of all the things to be seen as an absolute top top coach. Yeah, um, and you know his technical knowledge is beyond reproach. So. You know, he seems to be doing an half-decent job with Wales. It's a bit of a nightmare of a job because you've got about 44 people to pick from. Mm. But, you know, he's doing all right, I guess, with Wales. Um, Roy Keane, on the other hand... He did great things at Sunderland, and I won't hear anyone say otherwise. He when he took over, he was like fifth bottom. Yeah, and he got, he's got done all right, actually. Do you know what, though? Just to go to one extreme, I mean, Bobby Charlton gave a talk to the, the players in that, uh, 2008. You have ex-players that come in, and just have a little chat sometimes. Yeah. Just, is this a one-off or yeah. is this now they're regularly you know, coming I think this is, is more or less, a, it's, it's a more or less a, a sort of a regular thing, but without being sort of If it was of regular, constant. you know Roy Keane would insist on it being like 6.30am as well. Yeah. Like just to really put... Where are we doing it? The outside. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. It's minus four, Roy. I don't care. Yeah. It's in like, the shed. fucking stutter. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, do you remember when the... metal benches. The MEM was doing this thing uh, all what, the journalism? time. journalism? Um, Vaguely. Well, no, it wasn't journalism. Right. But do you know, like, there's a, a ban on reporting under 16s and below mm -hmm. at football, what scores they are, because there's no fucking need. Yeah. But Manchester City like to brief that they beat, like, United's team 9-0 uh, once. Yeah. So in that team, it was at the cliff. It was a Wednesday night or a Tuesday night game. It was fucking Baltic. City put nine past us. In, the, in United's team was Laird. I think it was Levitt. It was Mason Greenwood. Might have heard of him. Yeah. It, was a, it was a handful of players that you've definitely heard of and none that you've heard of coming through at City because that's how it goes. And United got tated. Mason got his ankle done in um, early in the game and had to come yeah. off. Um, but after that game, uh, I think Dion McGee and people like that was involved in it. After that game, Rio went into the dressing room and spoke to him and had a bit of a thing saying like, you know, sometimes you're going to lose games, but you can never give up in games and you know, blah, 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 blah. Um, and obviously... I think six or seven out of that team have made their debut for United since then. And I don't think any of them from City have made their debut at City. Shock. Under no, losing 9-0 is not good. No. Losing at underage age groups. United have always focused on bringing through individual players rather than groups of teams, which has never really proven to be a success uh, at City. 
I can't remember the point I'm making. But the uh, can you imagine fucking Roy Keane mm. after a 9-0 thing? Now, like I said, I know Rio had come and spoke to them. That was a one-off. If it's like that, great. Yeah, the more ex-players you can have, the better because the more perspectives. Cantona, Evra, Beckham, mm. fucking scolds it. I'd love to know that all of them are going <clears> in. They've all been down them corridors. I would love them to all have their own little perspective on stuff like that. Roy Keane, though, I just... As much as I love him, is it the juniors he needs to be talking to? <laughs> I think, yeah. I, I, listen, regardless of what you think about Ollie or whatever, he's not daft. He knows Roy Keane. He's played Roy Keane. He knows how well this season's going. He knows what's needed and he knows the sort of effect Roy Keane will have. So I've got to think you've got to trust <laughs> that him. Me get no, but when you know, you said that day. I'm scared. No, but you've got, you got, got to trust him that. He's not just going to think, oh, I'll get Roy in to scream at these children. You remember that we sat Roy Keane, right? And why? Yeah, but this is the thing, though. <laughs> I'm guessing, or I trust that Ollie is aware of all that. I'm sure he knows why we sat Roy Keane, because he was at the club. So I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, <laughs> there's got to be some rationale towards it. Mm. This can't be like, I'm going to sabotage my own season no. by getting this lunatic in to scream at people. You see that thing doing the rounds on Twitter as well from when he was at Mulder, where people are like, Ollie's off his fucking head yeah. um, in terms of, Joe, like, when we lose or when a performance isn't up to scratch and this, that, and the other. Maybe... He's more like Roy Keane than, than he was like to think. We've learned over the... I think it doesn't really get brought up even anymore how he was supposedly a soft touch and he just came in and wanted to be arm around the shoulder. Will you be mates with me, Paul Pogba? Whereas really, we know that's not the case now. We've seen enough on-pitch examples, interviews, uh, sort of rumours and hearsay that comes out of the dressing room that he ain't like, like that. He patted Jose on the fucking head. Yeah, and he'll batter you if you, if you, if you shit. Uh, we've got a couple <laughs> of super chats as well. Dylan says, God knows what's going on in the transfer department. But if United could get Grealish and Sancho this window, that would be the stuff of dreams. It absolutely would. Jesus uh, Christ, what an intent that is. Incredible. Um, I'll say it. I'll say them. If we fucking... 21's coming. I didn't say that. Well, someone did. Right. I'll say it. If we sign them, I'm fucking saying Even it. Even before that, the Scousers. Have yeah. Put, yeah, right. I mean, okay. We're not signing them to in 10 days. No, so we're not. That, that's realistic. And Big Dosser, uh, I'm a big fan of our coaches, but nobody's first job should be at Manchester United, and that stands for Carrick as well. Love them both, though. Do you agree with that? Uh, not necessarily, because I know that Michael Carrick was coaching. I mean, I know there's a massive difference between coaching the under-14s uh, and coaching the senior team. But um, my mate's kid is at United in the, well, 12s, 13s, 14s. And he said, Carrick, they're all the time. He said, you should see some of the stuff he's doing with them. He said, it was fucking class. You know, and he said, the, the conversation, he's, he said he's got a, a real magnetism about the way he talks. And he said, and he's just young enough that actually the 12 and 13 year olds really do know who Michael Carrick is whereas if, you know, if it was a bit more removed maybe that you know maybe Fletcher mm. might be a bit too far removed for some of the 12 and 13 year olds at least uh coming through although I do think they get to know them and their mums and dads will be talking about him all the time yeah. Won't they? but yeah it, uh, you know should he not have his first job at United uh sometimes why not mm. you got to get a job somewhere should everyone have to start at Maidstone why? Yeah. Because sometimes playing it or coaching at League Two is alien to what coaching in the Premier League's like. So why? Why even bother? It's not even the same game, to be fair, at certain levels. It's not. He's, I don't, I don't, yeah, I get where you're coming from. I think it'd be different if he was like his, he was the manager and it was his first ever job was managing Manchester United. But as a coach, and like you say, bridging that gap of almost being a player that played the youngsters know and remember to being part of coaching staff. I think that's fine. I don't think there's an issue with it. And it's not like it's just Ollie and Michael Carrick and that's it. There's a whole team of them there. Mike Phelan mm. was there from 99 to 2013. Uh, maybe Google what happened in that time because mm. it was all right. 
Um, there's four and a half thousand of you watching, and there's only 700 likes. So like the video. One like equals one pound raised for Jack Grealish. And Jaden Sancho. And, and Jaden Sancho. Sancho. So if you can get it up to two or three thousand likes, that's probably uh, almost all got, the way we there. We've got a video, aren't we, from Rio? Yeah, we've got one more, one more little video. We're talking before uh, about Rio Ferdinand and his desire to see Jack Grealish at Manchester United. Um, and he was sort of talking about how he thinks Grealish is the man and he's the, he's the right guy uh, for United. And uh, yeah, let's play that clip now. Do you think there's any way you could see Bruno and Grealish? Because I'm, I'm already resigned to the fact that Pogba's going in the summer. Do you think I that... I don't care if Pogba goes or not. Grealish is my man. I've, I've known this guy since he was in his like early teens. Like, um, he came to my restaurant actually in Manchester. He came to watch a game, and I got him some tickets. Him and his dad and that. And great kid, great family. Loves his football, man. Um, so there, you know, he obviously thinks there's some impact been made um, and something that's been seen and. Um, you know, very, very respected player. Um, hopefully a respected coach. Rio seems to be raving about him. Um, he did say just before we started recording the video, I was like, what's going on with Fletch? He went, I've texted him, but he's not got back to me yet. Because mm. he said he's not 100% sure what his role is. Uh, and he thinks it's less to do with the first team than sort of like some of the outlets have sort of mentioned. He said it's a bit more somewhere else. He goes, but I don't know because he's not fully got back to me. He said he'd been talking about it with him for you know, a couple of weeks anyway. He goes, but he doesn't exactly know what the role is that's been offered. But if you want to see the rest of that podcast with me, Joel uh, and Rio Ferdinand, then uh, five at five or five-ish, because I'm seeing the chat here. They've not actually uploaded it yet. Um, <laughs> about about five-ish on five. Um, go check it out. But we talk about Ronaldo. We talk about Grealish. He's got stuff to say about Pogba, mm -hmm. uh, Bruno, and everything that happened in the Premier League this weekend. So it's well worth checking. But interesting that another member of the staff coming from within. Mm. Now you've got um, Mike Clegg there, ex-player. You've got Carrick in there, ex-player. You've got Fletcher in there. You've got uh, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, Mike Phelan. You know, I think um, you've got the bad example of that, certainly in the 90s, although it was very successful in the 70s and 80s for the Scousers um, with the boot room. Yeah. Mm. No, it was. You're right. It was. In the 90s, not so much, but no. in the, the 70s and 80s, it did all right. Paisley and Fagan and Emlock. Um, but if you read between the lines of a lot of what Fergie wanted for this football club, he's always sort of looked enviously at Bayern Munich and seen that mm. the footballers are running the club. So I think there's a lot of Fergie's fingerprints on this. Mate. There's a lot to like about Darren Fletcher. You know, the the sort of... I don't know what insult the guy. He wasn't necessarily the most gifted player, but he got the best out of his abilities. Mm. You know, he had that resilience as well. He went through a lot, didn't he? He was, wasn't well for a long time, came back from well, that in, and had a career he after his that. Debut? In, in, he was making his debut at 16. Yeah. And he was like that. And, and he was on, he's he played on, remember he was played on the right wing. It wasn't mm. suited to him. He used to get a lot of stick. Persevered, proved his worth. So we were talking just off camera, like, you know, you go back to the 2009 final when he got suspended and people mm. look at that as, as costing us that our chance of, of winning that game. Um, with a straight face, that's not joking. Straight, no, no, like, it's not. You know, if and Fletcher should have been fit with a beat Barcelona. I'm not. Fuck you know, but there's, you know, it was obviously a massive loss for us, and that shows you that's from a player that a few years earlier would be, has been labelled Fergie's love child and all this nonsense. So, really popular guy for the right reasons. Someone who sort of, you know, you think would be a good fit, and he's not just been thrown in there. He's been doing other things at the club, and he? so he's he's had that sort of build up towards this role. Mm. Obviously, Oli's almost got his pick of a bunch on here. He's picked him in, brought him in for a reason. And hopefully this can be the sort of, like you're saying there, uh, emulate the sort of thing that Fergie was talking about. Um, Fergie speaks forward. about that a lot, about the Bayern Munich sort of uh, legacy of players knowing the standard and stuff like that. And um, I think he's a little bit miffed about, not miffed maybe is the right word, but you know, probably a little bit gutted that 
Salford City are doing what Salford City are doing because he sees you know all of those homegrown lads, some world class mm. um, talent. Like he, you know, I think he always wanted Gary Neville involved. Somehow can't do it now. Um, you know he always said he would love Scolzi involved in there. Somehow obviously can't do it now. They've got their own football club. You know, but you know Beckham. I mean, I know Butts in there a little bit to a certain extent, but the the fact they own their own football club that's a League Two club now, very mm. soon to be a League One club. I'm sure. I bet he's a bit miffed at the fact that he's lost out on that sort of experience and talent because uh, it could be running United. I've always felt that what they're doing at Salford is a sandbox for eventually having a takeover of United. <sighs> That's the, that'd be it's a dream. Well, imagine if we got them lying and the Glazers David out. Beckham owning Manchester City. Similarly to how they are at Salford, I think they would have to be the sort of figureheads of a larger team. Oh, yeah, yeah. They haven't got four billion or whatever. No, I think Peter Lim holds a big chunk of Salford, yeah, doesn't he? So they need someone like I don't even think like Peter Lim's got four billion no, cash money. No, I don't think he has cash um, money. We've got a super chat here from Jason. He says, Laz, I think I'm the curse of Man United. I became United fan. Then Sir Alex Ferguson retires and every player shit I get turns to crap and leaves a year later. As in... Jaden's got yeah. a horrible record. Your son's cool. got the similar thing. <sighs> Di Maria, Falcao, uh, Welbeck just before we sold him. Nothing wrong um, Zaha. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it got bad. And Bruno, Bruno, which is scary. Uh, and Herrera, which we got rid of right after he'd done Can't, it. Oh, um, started off Mint, Evra, Rooney, uh, Ronaldo, and then it went a bit west. Um, we've got a couple of new members as well. Paul Lawler and Wayne Davies. Thank you very much for joining. Um, Billy Sharp said in the comments, how do you become a member? Click the join button next to the subscribe button under the video, join that, automatically be entered for all the giveaways uh, this month and all the ones that we have coming up in the future. Um, right, should we wrap it up there, lads? Yeah. Uh, plenty to look forward to. The podcast with Stephen Looks and like just Ferdinand <laughs> will be out text. very shortly. A <laughs> couple, couple of minutes, head over to five, F-I-V-E, yeah. um, and it'll be out, or uh, we'll do a community post for it anyway. Yeah, uh, we'll do. Uh, Jay, where can people find you? Just on Twitter. I don't argue as much as I used to. I need to up my game. Yeah, what's going just on? Know, 2021, man. New Year, New Year uh, or something? I just, I just, I've got kids to look after and other things to do in my life. Well, I haven't got, I know I haven't got five hours to spend arguing with, you know, LFC underscore 99. <laughs> Anonymous accounts. Yeah, yeah about why Daglish is better than Fergie or whatever. So. Um, yeah, and I'm at JoeSmith93 <laughs> on Twitter and Instagram, so give me a follow on there. Thank you very much for joining us at home. This week is obviously a very big week. We've got Manchester United in the League Cup. We'll have all the build-up to that, including the preview coming out tonight uh, in just a couple of hours. So make sure you check that preview out with me and Jay, uh, looking into some of those, what would you say, Bruno versus Kevin De Bruyne debates. The best midfielder Oosh. in the yeah, world. Who's the best Oosh. midfielder in the versus world? some Belgian who plays for Sir. Yeah, we'll sort that debate out on there. But thank you uh, to everyone for joining us today. I'm going to see you in a bit. Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday. I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChumpaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.